And thank you for joining us once again on Laughter the Club. Um, I'm Jeff, and tonight it's just Jeanette and I, unless somebody else decides to join us. So, hi, Jeanette. Hello. Um, I guess this may be the last time we can say this, but I guess Super Bowl week got the better of our fellow co-hosts. Yeah, I, I, I guess uh, they're still talking about the Super Bowl, right? So it's still, fine still doubled. Yeah. So that using the Super Bowl as an excuse, does that have the longevity of like Happy New Year? Where if I haven't said it to you, I can I can say that. So if my supervisor has an issue with my performance, I can just be like Super Bowl week. Because she's not, I've never said it to her. So and you know, you should you should try it. See how it flies. Mm-hmm. It's like Moderna. <laughs> Stu's mom died. Um, Mike shamed his head. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, but but about the New Year thing, I mean, you, we know how Izzy feels about this. So, I mean, there's mm-hmm. varying opinions on that matter. It was funny, man. I I had a client in the other day and they asked me that exact question about like, you know, how long can you still say Happy New Year? And I just couldn't help but just kind of get a little smirk on my face because I was just thinking about Izzy. Like, I think she thought I was fun. She thought I thought she was funnier than she was. But um, yeah, it gave me a little teehee. Well, let's see here. What do we got on the list? Um, you wanted to give a little shout out to Greg. So why don't we go ahead and do that? Hell yeah. So I know that for a while, Greg's performance has been less than stellar. And with him, his lowest of lows are pretty great. But when he peaks out at a pretty goddamn good high wow it is it it it, it it's unfortunate and it's spectacular yeah you it's it's up there you're just like this is a new moment for him this is why he along with Stu always wins in these situations he's such a fan favorite and for me i'm tracing it back to the NFC watch party where he went and dressed as Walter Mercado and did a very poor job of it and nobody knew who he was if he was like like a minstrel puppet from the eight from the Victorian era. Yeah. Right. That, if he was Lady Elaine Fairchild. <laughs> if he, you know, he he looked, a lot of people said he looked like he and Dan had been making out and he was wearing the Ronald McDonald makeup had oh, rubbed God. off on his face. That's a terrifying thought. <laughs> uh you know there were there were so many comparisons but ever since that moment of him not being so winded that he couldn't do his own podcast and then this week with the great back in my day and um him like it was just so fantastic he hasn't had you know in the post uh, tumor removal surgery period that he's been under. He hasn't had that great day in, in quite a while where he just like hit it at like a hundred percent, like throughout the whole um, show. And it was fantastic. And I, you know, me, I don't know how you feel. I'm going very, trep- have a lot of trepidation about this musical that they're doing, but knowing that Greg in his voice is going to attempt to whatever the style is if it's classical if it's motown doo-wop if it's disco him to i'm just like please let me know that he breaks into a fit cough and that makes it to the recording oh yeah that has to that has to be in there i wouldn't be surprised if mike wrote that in yeah (laughs) because it has they and also remember it's not one, as much as you would like to think he's a one-take artist, like Whitney Houston, I'm going to belt it out. Maybe purposely Mike Ryan and JT Daly, it was like, more takes, more takes. We got to waste his voice. We got to get the laugh cough in there. We have to have him reaching for the inhaler and maybe a sneak in a, yeah, I'm fine. Like, you yeah. know? 
So, so I don't know. I, I guess for me, I'm like, I don't want to feel like I'm putting a lot of pressure on Greg to be the star of the musical, but given his, his ascension over the last couple of weeks, I kind of feel that's who it's going to be. Yeah. Well, I have, I have two takes on the, the entirety of that, which is the first one is man. The, the when, when Greg, I think this is what it is. It's like when Dan gets to the point where he can't just talk, he can't just yell at Greg for being bad because Dan can't stop laughing. I'm like, all right, he's having a damn good day. And and when the whole, I mean, that when he was in, he was out on Tuesday this week, right? Yeah. Yes, he was. <laughs> no, I just want to make sure it was Tuesday, not Wednesday. I couldn't remember. But um, I know it's usually Tuesday, but uh, yeah, like, when he just pushes it and pushes it and then he'll jump in with one word in the middle of like a long conversation that just derails the whole goddamn thing and it's so timely and when dan can't keep it together that's when i'm like i start giggling more because i'm like oh man he's trying so hard he just can't even do it um but also as they were talking about i think today and i'm bummed there's not going to be apparently not going to be a lot of him but I'm looking forward to Roy in the musical. Um, Roy clearly has one of the better, like actually one of the better voices. So long as he does that low thing um, and he's pretty good at it, but you know, I, I don't know if it's going to be, no, this is the other thing. What is this going to be like from a visual medium standpoint? Like, because they're going to be, they're obviously writing songs and they're recording songs. But what does that, what is it going to look like? We don't have any idea, right? No, it's just, okay. It's just about the NFL, the Super Bowl. Yeah, I think it's about the 2021 NFL season or something. Right. So. I don't even have any idea. So is there going to be like, it starts off with um, Mike Ryan as Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I'm humanized. (laughs) He's you. Immune is the can't talk right now. He's not vaccinated. How did he make it? (laughs) Oh my god, he fooled us. Boom. Twitter trolls. Maybe maybe that's what Roy's part is. He's a Twitter troll with the loud voice. Like just throws in your mamas a lot. Don't you feel bad? You're putting your co-workers at risk with your stupid party, yo mama. (laughs) <laughs> they should have just hired you to do this uh clearly because i can get the word immunized out immunized blue you the fuck i have to keep talking for a second i have to mute <laughs> oh my gosh yeah so and also they're from what they've told us they're not singing like okay you guys get oh you know like this whole section to just sing through they're getting bit by bit lines so it seems like they don't even know who they're singing to like jessica is saying a few words and is she directing that towards billy towards anybody else in the cast is she is that like a solo i mean and is there going to be song and dance is this going to be an animated feature like what the hell is i'm wondering that's what i want to know i was like are we going to see like, cause I mean, it's a musical, it's not an album. So there has to be a visual component to it. Right. Do you think, so I, who do you think Skipper plays? Goodell? Oh, man. Jerry, Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones. Maybe, you know, you know who Skipper could probably play? Jackson Mahomes. Jackson Mahomes is good. Um, I, I, or that could be Jessica because there could be a lot of you know it doesn't have to be traditional right so she might take on a few male parts so I could see her maybe doing that part she, you know she's very she's in the demographic of the TikTokers mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I you know she knows how to be annoying at times so I think that would be a good role for her I'd like to see um, Skipper as Cooper Cup Super, super <laughs> with, but still with the glasses with yes. his oprah bicycle glasses yes super bowl mvp cooper cup go ahead Jim. so 
we know we've heard a mean sing. We have the clip of him with the party all the time messing up the lyric. So who does he who does he play? Mike McDaniel? <laughs> Please. <laughs> he plays Mike McDaniel and sings in the Obama voice. Half white, yeah, close enough. Um <laughs> Mitch McConnell didn't want me to have this job. <laughs> now, now, Mitch McConnell, he didn't want us to do a musical. He wanted this to be a documentary. <laughs> oh, God. With subtitles? There you go. Um, um, uh, so, I don't know. Maybe now that we've kind of, like, talked it through, maybe it won't be that bad. Because now, you know, I had, I had, I was just, I had not considered the theatrical aspect of it. And the, these guys, this group, when it comes to hamming it up, yes, they are, they're, the they're great at it. You know, yes. so they're probably going to use Chris as like, like Travis Kelsey, right? He's going to be mowing people over. Right, he's gonna be the big guy in all the huddles. Like we had that thick six by that one Dolphins player where oh, he flipped over on his head. Flip. Yeah, that was right. Sick. I don't think I think that got called not a touchdown, but it was still sick as fuck. Yeah, and also we have seen Chris dressed up as Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right, so maybe you know it's like he's Patrick, and Dan is uh, Andy Reid. Right. And then it's them and the Josh Allen game and the 13 seconds and the back and forth. So we have that aspect. And I, 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 I and also hope they incorporate somehow like the shirtless um, Fitzpatrick photo in below freezing and Buffalo. So <laughs> that is a good one. But maybe so, not I'm adding too much. I don't know. I don't see in my I don't know why in my mind I'm I'm seeing this play out on stage is like a Shakespearean type play, you know, like, well, actually, I think I'm just, I think I'm just thinking of an episode of Hey Arnold when they did Romeo and Juliet, but, but, you know, you have like Chris down on the ground and, and somebody up on the balcony and reciting love poems to each other. I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this, but I, I'm just curious as like what it's going to look. Maybe it's all Angel doing animated stuff. Who the hell knows? Yeah, I think for liability purposes, they can't recreate the wall coming down at the FedEx field and nearly killing Jalen Hurts. Yeah, that's probably a bad call from a. I'm not uh, sure I what think Meadowlark's liability insurance is like, but you know. yeah, unless they have like a bunch of like pillowcases or something that they drop remember before they used to have those those football player like plushies they were like two feet tall Mm -hmm. it was like joe montana so maybe like maybe greg has a bunch of those in his garage right perfect and and i think maybe like maybe the ha it wasn't me for once (laughs) thank you finney it wasn't me for once yeah it was jordan (laughs) The sewage pipe. The bursted sewage pipe at FedEx Field. <laughs> okay, yes! no sewage pipe. Okay, we're anti-sewage. <laughs> I'm loving this so much. You're finally feeling my pain. Uh, that's hysterical. Um, <laughs> how, how much do I owe? $8, right? <laughs> I don't know. If we were if we were if we were doing that, I would be bankrupt by now. God damn it. The fines are racking up tonight. <laughs> nobody's here to hold us to them. Um, we, we can always edit it out. No, we can't. Um, yeah, I've, we've, we can I've tried. But... I've, I've tried a few times. And it's like, okay, this was a moment of silence. This can go out. And then it's like someone is making pretty decent point or a good joke and it's in there and it's like well i can't cut the whole thing because that was so good you know what i figure or or sometimes you know what it depends like seriously it depends on who's talking it's like yeah Yeah, this person doesn't like they already got enough airtime oh it's it's aaron again (laughs) 
<laughs> I can't say who. I mean, you could. I'm just meaner than you are. Mm. Um, wow. <laughs> I mean, the way I figure it, that motherfucker has refused to edit for the whole time we've been doing this. I'm just going to put this out here in public. I don't give a shit. So as far as I'm concerned, I will use his audio as I please. Wow. Deal yeah, we tried, to, we, we tried to figure out how to add crickets um, to the when he... When he wasn't here. Yeah, when it got too cold to have crickets, but uh, we're not, you know, audio engineers by any means. We're Certainly. we're not even part time. What what's half half time? Quarter time? No, no we're like it's, it's like like maybe like one thirty second time or like one sixty fourth. We're interns, unpaid, untrained. I think we're like interns for the interns, like sub interns. Yeah. So you know how there's like, like in everything, there's the group we really want, right? Mm -hmm. Like they have all the qualifications, straight A's, great letters of recommendation. And then there's us. And then there's like the the B the B people, right? The B group, which is like equally impressive, but you know they misspelled something on the application. You know, they use purple ink instead of blue. I don't And then there's the tier belief that where it's like they keep on applying and we can't, we just got to like, you know, it's like collar 21, you almost made it. That's us. (laughs) You know, they're looking for collar 30, we're collar 21. It's like, God damn it. You know, and they're collar 21 still out there trying over and over again, but they just never get to collar 30. Yeah. Um, It's like, ah. I didn't Sorry. win. I didn't win the athletic greens thing. Damn it. Man, I almost bought some athletic greens today. I'm like, man, they make it sound so beneficial for me. And they use words that I don't understand. And but but you know, like I'm with sure. everything, yeah. you have to if you're gonna incorporate this holistic thing into your routine, theoretically, you have to give up the not holistic things in your life to achieve health and balance. So Jeanette, you, you can stop tiptoeing around this shit. You're like, Jeff, you need to smoke and drink less. As you're drinking. I'm yes. like, like you like, yeah. So and you need you need to knock off the IPAs and because otherwise happening. So because otherwise it's like, what would be the point? You know, it's well, like it's, it's offsetting. Think of it. Think of it as, but, as like a cumulative, like shit, like plus or minus, and you kind of get to balance. And you know, you add the beer makes things a little bit worse, but the athletic greens make things a little bit better, and you come out even. So you need to figure out how much, like one twelve ounce drink of athletic greens offsets how many IPAs. There you go. Now we're talking. This and is once, the math we need w- to be doing. So and then once we get that conversion, <laughs> then you know you might be daunted by the number because well I don't know like so like let's say it's they tell you it's four, you're gonna be like hell yeah yeah so then I just take three doses of athletic greens and I'm good. <laughs> Kidding, I don't drink coffee. Oh man, how envious were you when, on Wednesday when they were watching Mad Dog and they were cracking beers at ten o'clock in the morning? I wasn't at all because, and I'll, they'll be mad at me for this, but they were fucking Miller lights. I don't crack them at any time of the day. No, it, it has nothing to do with the kind of beer that they were drinking. Just the fact that they were doing it at all. No, that I appreciate. But I mean, going back to your point about how I'm annoying IPA guy, mm. I'm not, I don't try to be annoying IPA guy. It's just what I've come to enjoy. And I don't enjoy other beers that much to the point where there's a whole bunch of beer in my refrigerator that, you know, like Pow brought some, um, oh, what is Stella tortoise? <laughs> um, and, you know, one of the other buddies brought some silver bullets and stuff like that. I'm just like, it's just going to sit in my fridge. I'm never going to drink it. So I don't, I, I know I'm a total douchebag about it, but. And I, I'm sure I just sound awful right now, but I just, you know what? I'm an IPA guy. I can't shake it. It is 
what it is, Jeanette. Yeah, but I, 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 when I saw them, like the the video of them all like toasting and having their beers as they were enjoying the Stephen A. Mad Dog experience, that was amazing. I was like, that was me on vacation. Beer o'clock was whenever I was thirsty. <laughs> oh, dude, I know because I was getting pictures. Like, hey guys, I had another beer and then I pet some puppies. Hey guys, I had a beer and then I eat some tacos. I'm like, Jeanette, I fucking hate you. <laughs> oh, so do you have thoughts on Stephen A. Mad Dog? Like what this concept is going forward? Uh, did how much you consumed on Friday? I mean, Wednesday. Okay. To be honest with you, I can't take either of them for more than a couple minutes. Mm. Like I, I watched the clips that were put out and stuff on Twitter, but I didn't actually watch it because it just makes me want to punch myself in the face. Like I, I get, I get that they're just characters and they're those two are about as good as it gets. I mean, it, it's perfect for what they want to do, I guess, because the whole point of that show is just to be as over the fucking top as possible. Right. And Mad Dog is the most ridiculous human being on the planet. Yeah, I think for the entertainment purposes, it it's going to bring people in from the Mad Dog universe. Just because, I, you know, so you have the stands. So the Stephen A stands want to see him crush Mad Dog. And then the Mad Dog people want him to crush Stephen A. And... They're, they have a lot of similarities, but so many differences. So Stephen A can bring in some of the new, like, era things to the conversation. And you know Mad Dog is always going to revert to Howell Check, yeah, 1960s, 70s basketball. Right. Old, old-timey old baseball. You know, he's going to bring up quarterbacks that we've never heard of yeah. to, to tell it to somebody. <laughs> You know, don't anybody. He's he's still you know so, but like to see them do like in that performance art, you look at their eyes and you see not only are they trying to counter punch the other, taking in the words and trying to find the wrinkle in the argument to I'm gonna beat you with, but it's also admiration of like damn. How did you weave that tapestry? Because we know Stephen A. He can talk. Yeah. He's going to use all of the words. He's going to be try to be silky smooth up until he loses, you know, hits, loses his shit, right? Yeah. And, and Mad Dog is just going to be loud, fast, and then mispronunciation. Exactly. Like in that clip when they were debating who are the top teams in Los Angeles, by the end of it, I'm like, do I hate the Dodgers now? <laughs> and I was like, if, like, if I said, like, do I do I hate them more now or do I like them more? I was so confused. And then I was like, you know what? I think I've watched this enough. If I keep watching it, I'm just going to fall out of love with everybody. So it's like Pandora's box. See, okay. So I think you, what you were just saying helped me figure out why I can't watch it very much because it is like explicitly like, like you said, I mean, it, I mean, straight up it's performance art, right? But I know that there's a huge part of that audience, probably the vast majority of that audience that is not tuning in thinking that's performance art. They're like, Oh, let me get into some actual sports arguments here and see what their thoughts are. And that part, is what makes me sad about it is that there's a bunch of people at home thinking this is serious. And those are the people that when you try to have those conversations, they will repeat those talking points to you. Yep. And then they will do their limited fake whomever to try to shut you down when you bring up nuance, new data, you know, know whatever any, any thought process that have been created in the last 30 years like yeah and then when you out of just sheer bombardment of the rantitude you give up they're like i won that's uh -huh. why i'm the sports person in the group 
because I shut you down. It's like, no, I just don't want to hear you anymore. Have a Stella tortoise now. Exactly. Exactly. And it's like, it just, and, and, and it's not only that I, that it just kind of makes me sad that there's this big group of people out there that are tuning in to something that the two people that are making it clearly know is just a, just a performance piece. And all these people are, I mean, I guess I shouldn't say this, but I guess that's kind of what Fox News is, huh? Um, anyway, moving on. Um, uh, Breaking news. <laughs> I wonder if we're going to, I wonder if Russia is going to invade while we're recording this. Um, Ooh, you know what I noticed? Because, you know, as many of our, our listeners would know, um, our president suffers from a deep black, suffers from always looking like he's sleepy. <laughs> right? He, he's giving these important, you know, speeches all over the country, all over the world. Um, right? He's giving important information to so many people, but he, it doesn't matter if it's any time of day, any country, any camp, just perpetually looks like he just rolled out of bed he's got the lines on his face clearly doesn't sleep on sheets and giggle sheets because he wouldn't have those lines so i was like you could benefit from some bro talks give him the wide awake look look right but then i'm like thinking i'm like as good as an idea that is him looking wide awake with his face like (laughs) taut and pulled back could be creepy as fuck he's just gonna look terrified all the time but isn't that what we need? Like right now, if he wants to look tough to Putin, isn't it like a really angry, scary, buggied out face? Oh, didn't maybe put some of those um, contacts in there that make your eyes white. So it's just just he's just got plain white eyeballs with his the snake ones. Face. Oh, yeah. The, the snake slits. That'd be cool. Hey, I mean, good. stare him down. Look, you Literally. get this. You get this taxpayer allowance. Um, you know, I'm pretty sure somewhere there's like a lobby for the Botox people. Like, take advantage of it, right? Like, I wonder, what, <sighs> wonder how, how strong the Botox. I, I guarantee you, the Botox lobby is strong in Newport Beach. I've, uh, they, they have quite the following there. I think. I mean it, it. It has now been proven to be an effective use for migraine sufferers. Yeah, myofibrilgia. No. What's the word? Yeah. Fibro, fibromyalgia is the word I was looking for. Um, one of my friends had, had that and she got Botox in her neck for it. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and for eye twitches, apparently. But I'm not doing that shit. I don't give a shit what my parents say. Oh. <laughs> Getting a little too close to home there, Jeff. Um, all right. Can edit so, that out. Yeah. All right. So, um so let's do let's let's do mike's new job so what is mike's new job going to be he's clearly still going to i mean it seems like he's still going to be a part of the daily show right so i'm not that that i was until i got through that first tweet that he sent out i was having a heart attack um and i think there was probably some people like that weirdo from las vegas who was super stoked till he got to the end of the first tweet. I don't know if I'm going to, he's going to hunt me down and kill me for putting that on the pod, but whatever. Um, no, I'm not cutting it. If he hunts me down and kills me, then I uh, don't have to pay my student loans. Um, mm. mm-hmm. I was thinking, mm. um, but yeah, w- w- so, I mean, we're going like, uh, I'm probably not chief investment officer. That doesn't seem like his lane, but I mean, what, what's Mike's going to, what, what is this move going to look like, Jeanette? Yeah, because I thought the chief investment officer, wasn't that the guy that shaved uh, Bimmel? Is it the guy that shaved is Greg's back? I, I couldn't remember if he was CFO or CIO. Uh, oh. it, if it's not him, I think there's a, there was, when they started Metal Lark, it was him, they had, there was a news announcement, it was him and another uh, very decorated uh, woman that were named to these positions. So it's either him or her. 
Uh, really, that, quick that's before like you really quick before you continue, uh, shout out Meadowlark. Let me know if you need some uh, in-house counsel. I got you. Um, anyway, back to you, Jeanette. <laughs> yeah, so that, I, at first I thought, well, maybe he's like the new HR person, right? He's going to be training uh, people in the art of Meadowlarking, mm -hmm. whatever that means. Larking. <laughs> yes we got a baby and a dog oh i'm feeling so much better about the last two years of my podcasting experience this is why why i've been able to hide most of these noises through having more than two of us here yeah because i can just like oh shit this this noise is happening in the background i can mute i don't have to talk because someone else is talking and right now it's like no, it's just me and you having the conversation well, trying to make jokes I, and whatnot. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know if you can hear this. It's probably not coming on, but there's my neighbor is revving his motorcycle outside right now. Also, oh man, that would have been a perfect. This has been this has been fine production. All right. Jeanette's getting something. Oh, she's going to see the baby. Um, all right. Well, hi, friends. It's Jeff. Um, but we talk about Ricky Williams until she gets back. Oh, she's back. Never mind. Oh my god. The motorcycle set off a car alarm. Oh my god. What is happening in my life right now? This would be a good spot where it's like barking dogs, crying baby. We need crickets. We, we need Aaron's crickets. It's just so much. Yeah, like, no, what we need. No, no, no. What we need to annoy the, the listeners is somebody needs to be eating into the microphone. Yeah, here, let me see. All of the bad stuff that so, we complain about. So we say ASMR here for some these ice cubes. Nah, I think it's too quiet. Oh, this could be good. It peaked. <laughs> it ah. may like it, maybe it wasn't picked up. My bad. Yeah, sorry guys. Uh, oh well. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm thinking like, I feel like if they're moving Mike off of VP of the main show, but he's still gonna be around. He's gonna be like a like a creative director. Gonna, exactly. They're, they're he, gonna have. To, they're they're going to put him in charge of more projects to make more shit, and, but while not destroying the underlying product. Hopefully. Yeah. He's like at Disney, like the head Imagineer. Yes. What do you call that at Meadowlark? He's uh, the know. head. Wait, no, he can't be the head pirate. Because no, that sounds like somebody who goes and steals heads. <laughs> <laughs> head pirate. Well, I don't know. I guess you could interpret head pirate a number of ways. Yeah. So it's like senior creative director of podcasting and online media because it has to be like 10 things right like it's, it's a 10 word uh oh, yeah, yeah. title so i would like to see like a, a good acronym that's like funny that they somehow come up with it you know it's like um chief uh oh no i'm gonna fuck this up so i'm not even gonna try but you know what i'm saying this is that was a good comment, Jeff. I'm gonna cut that. All right, so I have a. It's like it's like chief fuck boy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, that's it. That, that's what that's a, that's the, that's the position. Yeah, he's yep. chief, chief fuck, fuck boy, boy. of Metal Arc Media. Yeah. All right, so Jeanette, I got a challenge for you. Uh, it's something that hasn't really uh, happened before. It'll work on an audio medium. No, well, yeah, well, yeah, it will work on an audio medium. This is the challenge. Um, as as listeners may know, I have the bladder of a two year old, a two year old goldfish, maybe. Um, no, even a younger goldfish. I guess a two year old goldfish. Anyway, I I have to pee a lot. So the question is, Jeanette, what the hell are you going to ramble about while I'm gone for three minutes? Good luck. Oh wow, what a challenge! This is where I can either totally unleash my creativity and let you guys in on like hidden talents don't have any uh share a profound story of something that happened to me and 
change my perspective on life. Kind of don't want to do that because I don't think three minutes is enough time to deliver such an impactful story to a captive audience. And I don't know. I mean, I'm here by myself trying to hold down a podcast. I'm just deeply terrified that someone is going to bark. Someone is going to cry. Someone is going to say a curse word that makes it onto the, the recording and it can't be edited out because I'm talking and you guys are going to hear it and it's just going to be like, shit, somebody in her house said that. <clears throat> so instead, I will just say that hearing Ron talk about the female hyenas vagina was scary uh i can see just based on the description why individuals that see these animals in the wild or in preserves mistake them for women i'm glad that it was not incorporated into the animation of the lion king because that would have traumatized millions and millions of you know young children we are they are not prepared for that but then again they spelled out sex in the stars so i guess we were fine enough for that but not for a giant hyena vagina that can hit the stomach the abdomen whoa that that leaves you all kinds of uncomfortable as as a as a female of another species but also kind of not because you know pants can be uncomfortable sometimes and I don't, nobody wants to see that. Jeez, I hope this gets cut from the pod. Whoever's editing, I doubt it. This is going to make it on there. Yeah, was anybody else freaked out about the uh, Apple tracker that the cashmere, the, the reporter cashmere, uh, what she said about those tiles, about the tracking? Yeah, that was pretty weird. Definitely something to consider um well so and i wish jeff was here because i could ask him um uh if someone i I was just asking the listeners um their thoughts on the uh, apple tag story the air tag story oh my god dude and uh, they, you know, they haven't responded yet. I'm still waiting for them to give me their thoughts on it. Oh yeah. But they gotta get them out of you, though. Yeah. You have no. <laughs> Indeed. Bow, 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 bow. <laughs> My dog did not like um, the drain, and your dogs don't like wake and take. Uh, your version of the wake and take song. But I was just really struck with the fact that she said, if you find one of these tags, it's been placed on your person, not to destroy it, but to take it to law enforcement and law enforcement can tell you like what phones tagged to or something like that. Yeah. And I'm like, so law enforcement can like geo, like do that Apple, like the find my whatever and get that information. But when they're presented with, iPhones and they take the subpoena to Apple to want to unlock it to get evidence. They are usually like that usually gets turned down for like a privacy issue. But with the AirTag, there is no privacy issue with Apple. So that kind of struck that struck me as like weird. It's weird and like the Apple Apple solution be like you know put a warning on it or something like that as though that makes any difference. That doesn't really do anything. And also, I'm pretty positive you can't reverse engineer a tile tag. Um, I don't know exactly how the Apple Air tags work, but so they're but it's Bluetooth based, right? That's the thing I'm not understand. So it it's dep- so it's Bluetooth based. So it means it's dependent upon other iPhones 
like working in some sort of network to detect these things and using each phone over a great, great, over a large space to kind of create a security network, right? So that means that implicitly all iPhones are communicating with one, one another at all times. Well, there, there's the airdrop feature where right. if, if I have media that I want to share with you and you're an, I, you're an Apple user, iPhone user, and you're within my household, I can do that to you instead of a text or an email. I can yeah, do sure, that, sure. right? And it's not limited to, oh, it's only my family. If it's me and a friend who has... Anybody. Yeah, because right. we have that same feature. They just have to accept it. I think we both have to just turn on right. the, the airdrop, and that's it. It's so but, there is but, an but, there is an acknowledgement of that. Yeah, I can't I mean, just it, like send it, somebody something and it's like oh. No, no, I get that, but but underlying that, it means that even if you can see that the other person is there without accepting anything, that means by definition all these phones are communicating with each other in some fashion. Um because otherwise, I mean maybe I'm mistaken here, but otherwise a a, a tag would have to be GPS based, right? And you have to have a GPS locator in the tag. But if it's Bluetooth based and you can take all the iPhones out there that everybody have and link them up together in some fashion in a way that it'll pick up these tags. And y'all think I'm crazy for having a fucking Android. Uh, I was no. The one thing that got me, which I think from her story was about the uh, the facial recognition. And I'm just like, I use face ID on my iPhone to unlock it for all of my apps. Cause I'm like, I may forget my password. I may, it may not scan my thumbprint. It has our it has a thumb, a fingerprint as well yeah, on sure, file. So does mine. Yeah. So. so I'm just, now I'm like, shit, like, is, is like, why do they want my face? Cause well, I thought it was just a convenience. Like, you know, I'll never get yeah. locked out of an app again. And I was just like, they were, you know, do they? What do they want my face for? It's not a great face to begin with, so I'm like, well, uh, well, well. not that. But yeah, I mean, I guess part of this is just like this is something I've accepted. Especially when she says that that one agency is like law enforcement. So I'm just like, I don't think that one company, uh, like, thanks to this, you know, scanning software, we've caught people or whatever i don't i don't know but i'm just like and then then how she said about like the pictures that we take and um just like should i just not do anything because all right so th this is the way i see this all right um and granted part of the reason i like having an android is because i actually do think it's a bit more secure because not everybody on the fucking planet has one um at least locally it's you know samsung's probably bigger in other countries some other countries than apple is but either way I wear I wear a smartwatch every day that tracks all of my biometrics and everything, right? And we talk online all day over DMs or whatever, and we do this shit and take pictures, and there are pictures on our phone are generally geolocated. And even if you turn that off, I'm not sure that there's not underlying accessible data. Um, my point just being is that. Privacy is a thing of the past. So, like, I, I, I think freaking out over it is futile, but moreover, because how many goddamn people these companies are really monitoring, um, I don't think anyone, nobody really gives a shit about any of your data. Like, the, this is the thing, like, I'm nowhere near interesting enough for somebody to get, give a shit. So it's like, whatever, it's out there, you can find it, but there's not that much terrible crap about me to find. So, I mean, I mean, there probably is, but, you know, like, I'm not racist yeah. or I'm not a murderer or some shit like that. But, I mean, it's the same thing with, like, I've done the DNA test through Ancestry. And, uh, like, okay, now they're going to be able to use Ancestry to find me if I commit a murder. Bro, I don't plan on committing a fucking murder. So it's like, at some point, I just kind of accepted, all right, there's no such thing as privacy anymore. And I don't plan on doing any sketchy shit. So whatever. Um, now, that being said, I guess if you're planning on doing sketchy shit, that could be a bummer. Um, but 
privacy is kind of an illusion at this point in some ways. But on the flip side, there's so damn many people and there's so much data that unless you have something that like really stands out weird, like why would anybody access your data? And even with the information that we do volunteer, shit gets missed. You know, you have people that are po- that are in Facebook groups and Reddit subgroups that are dedicated to extreme beliefs and they openly write things that are anti any and everything. And, you know, how, I mean, how did people get to the Capitol on January 26th? It was not just like... You know, it was not free will. It was not by chance. It was orchestrated. That's a fine, by the way. January 6th, big day in our nation's history. $2. Um, <laughs> they can take it from my taxes. Anyway, continue. I'm sorry. <laughs> right? So this information is out there. People are volunteering these these beliefs, right? And when it's such an extreme there's no intervention from these entities from the corporations themselves that run that are moderating these things they don't take it down and then they also don't turn it over to you know a, a, a law enforcement agency to say hey you know this person look at what they're writing it's just like I'm it's asking. just it's I, just it's just a post that exists and then later on it, it'll come back to bite you because even if you delete something on Facebook, the metadata still exists. So they can go back and they can it, they can be accessed even though you think, oh, shoot, I deleted it. And you know? I think, it's like, no. Yeah. And I mean, to that point, I mean, so I think there's a twofold thing. One is that, like I said, these companies like, you know, like Facebook or anything like that, say Mark Zuckerberg really, truly wanted to dial in on Anything that they found that was that shouldn't be on the site and get rid of it, whatever they deemed that to be, right? And how many people are on Facebook? A few billion, four or five billion, yeah. something yeah. like that. I mean, just like like more than half the world. Yeah. Um, it's obscene, right? Including so, fake Pam. Yeah, fake <laughs> selling Pam. diet tea. <laughs> oh God, fuck fake Pam. Um, but the point is just this. Uh, yeah, I think I think Foxworth talks about this a bit um, in, in a certain context, and I'll I'll show you I'll tell you what I mean. He he's talks he's talked about this in the context of uh, sports owners, like owners of sports teams, like Jerry Jones and whatnot. Or he's like, I always assumed until I got into the room with these people that they were way smarter than me because they had all this money and all this success. I'm not saying that Zuckerberg is probably a pretty smart dude, but he's a fucking weirdo. But my point is just this. I think generally people assume for like a company like Facebook or a company, you know, Google or something like that. Oh, these are the smartest people and they have a way to do this. And I don't know for sure whether or not Facebook does, but developing an algorithm delicate enough to filter through human language, the way we twist it and shit online and figure out and pinpoint everything that shouldn't be on there and that should be on there. And in doing so, not kick off the shit that should be on there and should be allowed. That is an unbelievably complicated thing to do, right? So, I mean, on some level, I'm just like, I'm not sure these guys have the fucking chops to do it. They've made a, a, a monster they can't control. Um, but I don't know that for certain. I know that Facebook has generally pushed back on doing much monitor, like, you know, until recently much censoring, but you have to figure just from a a logistics standpoint, okay, we have 5 billion people and we need to figure out which of them are saying bad shit and make sure they can't say it anymore. That's got to be extremely fucking complicated. And it's not always the case that the rich people at the top of the business can actually are actually geniuses. So I don't know. It's a weird subject matter to think of. Basically, the way I the way I figure it, we'll all be like living digital lives in like a VR headset and within like 10 years and we'll all get fat and die on our couches shortly thereafter. No? Too grim. Um I hope it isn't 10 years. Maybe we can prolong it. 
Uh, wait. Uh, Olympics in Los Angeles are what year? 2028? 2028. So, you know. 28 or 26? 26 or 20. No. No, because this is 22. 24, so, Paris. So 28. 28 here. Yeah. So, at least let me make it to see those Olympics. That's going to uh, be. That's going to be interesting, man. I was not alive for the last Olympics in LA, but I've heard that there was no traffic at all. That's what the the urban legend says. I've heard it spoken myself. I don't remember. Uh, That was 88. I also, you know, the same year the Dodgers won the World Series. I have no record. It was 84. It's 84, 88. I don't know. I was born in 88, so I would have been alive for that. Yeah. So that's what I don't, I have no recollection of. But um, but when they did Carmageddon, there was no traffic. <laughs> That's R- so weird. So weird. R.I.P. Carmageddon. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, um, I kind of threw a dead fish in there, I guess. So let's move on to something else. Um. How about? All right. I want to. I want to address Ricky Williams for a second. Hmm. This fucking guy, Ricky, I'm telling you, man. <laughs> like, I, I, I'm torn apart at the seams by this man. You know, sometimes when it's just when it's just him doing the astrological readings, mm-hmm. I can't listen to it. I just, just like whatever, dude. This is a bunch of bullshit. Because he start and, and and also I noticed today he throws the word okay in like every third word when he's doing his astrological research. All right. So the moon. Okay. And then the sun. Okay. And Jupiter. Okay. And over driving me fucking nuts. But before he gets to the astrological shit and he's sitting there talking about the pot stuff, mm-hmm. dude, it's like, he's talking right to me. Like Ricky, I'm with you, dude. Like I was fighting for this crap back when I was in college and thinking I should be feeling guilty about it, but then also going to protest and 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 you know like my parents are getting pissed off at me because I'm wasting their money in college or some shit like that, and 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 for it to come around to the point where it is now, where I'm working at a pretty legit law firm, and I've gotten permission to do cannabis law for clients, it's just such a huge swing and. So it feels like he's talking to me for a few minutes and then all of a sudden he's off the fucking deep end and I just lose him. <laughs> so I, I, I don't, I don't know what to do. Yeah. It's uh it's interesting to, to hear his perspective. And uh, I know that these, uh, that his particular segment is not, is of course film recorded in advance, but if you take, a lot of the things that he said about why he sought out marijuana for medication as a football player when he saw what the prescriptions and stuff was doing to his to his teammates and other people in the league you know i i i i go to you know this week the tyler skaggs trial actually the eric k trial and you know how tyler skaggs and his addiction problem and and how it starts off as a pain control post-surgery and then the addiction hits and how do I how do I get more? How do I maintain this feeling? And hearing, you know, Matt Harvey's testimony and how, yes, he, you know, he, he cut a deal in order to, you know, he got immunity, you know, and all that stuff. And, you know, if you're going to be a cynical about it, go ahead. But now if he gets signed whenever this baseball, season starts he's looking at automatic suspension for for the cocaine use and how do we like how does that show care for someone and you know just as a person it's like to you know to punish them and 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 not say you we need to give you help we need to find you an alternative that will make your life easier that will allow you what 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 if it's a if it's a pain relief if it's if it's brain chemistry stuff it's it's anxiety stuff uh you know we 
gloss over how much the pressure of being a a premier athlete is physically, you know, to all the sports, even, you know, whatever you don't, even if you don't consider, you know, you know, on the show, they're like, soccer is not a real sport. Golf is not a real sport. Like Tiger went through that shit. He was like drinking and all this stuff because of the, the, the pressure of being perfect. And then in the moments that they don't perform, we, we at our lowest are like choke artists. We, we have all of the words ready, but we don't know like what these people are doing to get to that elite level. Like in our city, we had Lamar Odom admitting that after Lakers games, he would go to Skid Road at like, you know, to, to get cocaine or whatever the hell he was doing to get high. And Khloe Kardashian is looking for him at, at all the play, at all the ratty ass motels trying to find him so that, he isn't caught by LAPD, paparazzi, you know, some someone within their own show get, get, get something. Or whoever you, the fuck he was fucking around with out on Skid Row. Yeah, so someone gets like some black, some, something to blackmail and it, and it hangs over and they turn it over to, to the league and it, it, it crushes them, right? And then when we go to the Eric Catrell, and you have, aside from Matt Harvey, you have like seven other members of the Angels, mostly pitchers, telling you that they were all scoring from him. It it makes you sad that this is what they have to deal with. Maybe not even to be able to pitch, but just to all that other stuff of like, I'm on an underperforming team. I've spent so much time in the minors and I've heard people tell me that this was never going to happen. And now I'm here. And why can't, why can't, why am I topping out at 88? Why can't I go more than five innings against Oakland trying to Baltimore, right? Like this is not how it's supposed to be. And then there's the medication and and instead of looking at these people and and having the empathy to to recognize their pain and suffering and to give them an alternative, give them care, give them love and authentic love and support, it's just like I, if I, you know, Samson has said it. If I don't see it, I don't know about it. When something happens, I can't be be blamed for it, and that is very very terrible. And I think if we didn't have that stigma with marijuana in particular and we could see the success stories of ricky not just ricky williams but like other successful people that 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 are in their own field making this easier for other people then we could say this is something we should be doing for our own people because it wasn't that long ago that this was actually the way that people would would actually do this so this is this the whole stigma is very much recent, but this was actual medication that was provided, you know, for people, and mm-hmm. and and now it's like, why you know if, if we? I'll, I'll tell you just, exactly why it happened. Um, and and this also I think is one of our greater contributors in general to this is something that pisses me off the most about the pot thing. Um, one of our greatest contributors to um climate change and and like greenhouse gases and shit like that right in 1934 on the backs of the um lumber union there was a bill pushed through congress that basically banned cannabis and hemp and that was because the dominant source of paper forever was hemp which you can grow fucking anywhere. You can grow in the middle of the fucking desert. It's easy as shit to grow. It grows fast. It's hard to fuck it up. It makes a higher quality paper and higher quality clothing. So I think that's where it all started, right? And that's why, and you know, like pot was kind of labeled as like some sketchy Mexican thing. And the Mexicans were bringing, I'm telling, I'm, I'm not being, this is what it was. This is like, this is how it was portrayed. MAGA before MAGA? Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> you're welcome. Yeah. Um, but I, I, for the I was, weed, not the MAGA. Yeah. 
but but yeah, beyond what you're saying, like I've always thought to this day, like, could you imagine how different the world would be if we hadn't been cutting trees down for paper for the last 90 years and we had something that we could grow fucking anywhere easily that grows quickly and makes better paper that lasts longer? We also wouldn't have book we also wouldn't have book burnings. Catch, 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 point. Catch twenty two for all of those, uh, you know, uh, censorship people. Well, if I burn this hemp copy of MLK's biography, I'm gonna get the, fucked up. The wacky tobacco smoke is just gonna get all the children so gosh darn high. And isn't yeah. that? And if I'm trying to think of the children, why would I want to get them high? Off of the wacky tobacco. Fahrenheit 451 would have never been written. Guy Montag would have never shown up in my SAT uh, essay. Um, R.I.P. Guy Montag. I actually don't remember <laughs> if he died or not in that book, but whatever. That's um, <laughs> what Google's for. We'll Google it later uh, and they'll get more metadata on us. Um. All right, let's wrap this thing up here in a second, Jeanette. But I had one more thing I needed I needed to get off my chest. And that is this talk about peers. Okay, Stu Gotts out here saying, Huntington Beach Pier, the best pier in the world. Okay, one, never go to Huntington Beach. It's a terrible place. It's where all the crazy people live. We call it the Florida of California. Dumbest city in all of California. Yep, fact. Um, if you go to Huntington Beach, your sperm count will drop instantaneously. Your body will know. Yep. Or you'll just get dumber. It's one of the two. But as soon as you walk into the city limits, you taste copper in your mouth. <laughs> you get a tingling sensation in your in your fingers. And, and the people that have acclimated to that, you they know all they all wear affliction shirts. Dude, affli- you, you, you're talking they about- elected Tito Ortiz as their interim mayor. Yep. Some people might think that that is like super great. Others who recognize the truth know that it is not. Let me tell Did, you something. Didn't he fall for uh for a ligma joke over he, Zoom or something? He, he did fall for a ligma joke. The the best were um <laughs> because the, he was in Huntington Beach yeah. and he could and the tingling sensation in his fingers did not let him ascertain that he was being set up for a ligma joke. The, the best the best thing that happened to him by far, I don't know if you saw this, but there was these two guys that kept calling into the city council meetings when he was when he was on the when he was pro tem, and they were just they claimed to be razor scooter. Um, <laughs> the razor scooters and they were down at the <laughs> at the at the skate park and these fifth graders were being super mean to them so they just like they're just making this whole story up like during a city council meeting asking tito to come down and put some fear into these fifth graders it's just the most fucking hunting to be it was fucking hysterical but yeah that asshole tried to go to tk burgers and not have a mask on when they required it. And listen to me. For our Orange County folk, TK Burgers is a sacred thing. You don't fuck with them. And I never forgave Tito after that, even though he's also a great fisherman, which he used to be a part of the fishing crew around here, and he was a homie, but fuck that dude. Um, but anyway, fuck Huntington. Um I guess you could go make an argument for the Santa Monica Pier, but to me, too touristy, too much going on. I'm going to go Balboa Pier is a great pier. Um, The Catalina Pier, the Avalon Pier, great pier. One day I'm going to drag you over there, Jeanette, despite your fear of riding the boat. Mm -hmm. And also, it was... You know, Witty made the argument that if you're a waterfront town, you need the pier to dr- to bring in the tourist dollars, right? And then he proceeded to say Santa Monica Pier, much like you, too touristy. Like, so which one is it? Do you want the tourist dollars or are you just like, that's too touristy? Yeah. Yeah, it was quite contradictory. But I mean, yeah. I Santa Monica is a bit much to handle for me. Like there, it, but a lot. if you, 
But sometimes if you make it all the way towards the end of the pier, you will see a dolphin out there or a sea otter, right? So you sea do otter. Get, I sea want lion. Sea lion. Yeah, sea lion, not the otter. Otters are if you go to like San Luis Obispo further into us uh, Central you know California. Me and the homies saw one in Mexican waters once. It was the weirdest shit ever. On that same day, we caught a salmon in Mexico. There was something going on with the weather. I don't know what the fuck was happening. But anyway, Global warming. Continue. Yeah. Climate change. Yeah. So that in and of itself, uh, every now and then pays off. Also, another place that should not have, and I'm glad that they don't, Long Beach. That is a disgusting, and it's probably white because that is the dirtiest so grimy beach uh, out here that's like well it's just what it's it's the biggest port in the country it's also where all of our sewage goes guys so never swim at long beach it's called terminal for a reason (laughs) (laughs) well dude this is like the problem you and i and pow have is like every time we're like yo let's go grab a beer and i'm like motherfuckers that's an hour and a half away y'all will be gone by the time i get there like we should all just go to Ensenada. <laughs> Make it, yeah. it it should be the same. It'll be a, such a far off de- destination where it's equal amounts of um it's just equally complicated and well, not good for everybody. Well and now shout out shout out Ant. We gotta go hang out with Ant in San Diego or he's coming up here or or ideally what will happen is y'all will both meet in Orange County. And old Jeff won't have to drive anywhere. And you want to go to medieval times? Dude, I don't even, I fucking love medieval times, Jeanette. Don't get me fucking started on medieval times. I've done that multiple times as an adult. I strongly encourage anyone to go do that. Great date. They have one of those hawks that like flies around. I I love, I, I love a trained hawk. Let me tell you. Like, oh, it's so exhilarating. Hawk. hawk. He's saying hawk. Not a train cock. But very different. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know. You Only got, after you're married. Yeah, what? I'm baby. Um, <laughs> but dude, yeah, I mean, you go to medieval times, you know, you get like the crown for whatever color your knight is and you get hammered and they give you margaritas that are like the size of like a Home Depot bucket. And yeah, and and then you know you're cheering for your shit, and you got food, but no fork or utensils. You with your hands, and their their soup is delicious. Um, The horses are pretty. Yeah, you can go in the back and see the horses and everything. You can get some like night gear at the shop. I mean, all overall, just like a good silly thing to do as an adult. So on that note, <laughs> salute medieval times. Salute medieval teaching. Words out of my mouth. Uh, what do you think, Janesh? Should we wrap this motherfucker up? Mm, yeah, we we done good. Yeah, um, I'm surprised we went this long for the two of us. Uh, bam! Put that in the book. <laughs> <laughs> Baby. Baby. Uh, it's like uh, when Sarah Spain ends her thanks for lasting about an hour with me. Yeah. Thanks, Jeff. <laughs> I hope it was as good for you as it was for me. I did my best. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, you ca- and you kept your socks on. Uh, I only got up to pee once. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Well, <laughs> thanks again for joining us on Laugh at the Club. Uh, it has been Jeanette and I having a, a lively conversation about many fun things. So we will catch you next week and have a good one. Bye.